Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit Get Fit. I'm your host, Falma Dushevsky, and today is another compilation episode because I have spoken on this podcast for five years, and sometimes topics come up again with clients and it sparks an idea in my head and I'm like, I need to talk about this, and I'm like, wait a minute, I think I've already spoken about it, so... This is why I'm bringing episode 244, 246, 253, and 254 back to the surface for you guys. So we're going to be looking at some things that kind of take you off course for success. The kind of noise that you need to filter out. And one of these episodes, episode 246, is literally learning how to filter out the noise, or in this case, the episode was called Filter Out the Shit, because there's so much crap out there that will bombard us and take us off the right track, and we forget why we started in the first place. And then this brings back to a video I posted on Instagram a couple days ago about how most people fail because they quit too early. And the episode, episode 244, where it's called You're This Close, usually people are so close to success, like that tipping point where they actually see things come together and they just quit and they just turn around, you know? Like if they just spent another day or another week, they would have seen that success spiral in the way that they wanted to. And then we talk about this whole concept of failure. You and I both know that when it comes to fitness and health, there's a lot of failure and it's unmotivating. But in this episode, I explain how failure is actually a huge part of being successful in anything in life and especially in health and fitness. And then lastly, I wanted to share something personal with you guys where I bring up episode 254 about body image issues. And if you've been following my work from at least three years ago, you will remember that I had a lot of body image issues and sometimes it still creeps up to this day. So I wanted to bring this episode to kind of show my vulnerability to you guys to show you that I'm just another human being. Just because I know some stuff about fitness and health doesn't mean that I'm above fitness and health. I'm just like you. I have insecurities. So I wanted to get a little real with you guys for that last episode. So enough me blabbing about and chatting. Let's get right into it. Episode 244, 246, 253, and 254. Here we go. So let's get this thing started. Um, First of all, hopefully you guys enjoyed the whole throwback episode. I think I'm going to start putting those out because a lot of you who just started my show, you look at, damn, this guy has... 240 something episodes I don't think I can get through all of them so I'm gonna bring up um, old episodes that I think are critical vital and important to your health and well-being and um, yeah I just want to give you guys more value so why not so a couple days ago a week ago probably now I posted a one of my favorite photos of these two miners um, digging for diamonds. And when you look at this photo, you can see where the diamonds are. 
in relation to where the miner is. And on the top, you have a guy really, really close. Like, if he had one more strike of his pickaxe, he would hit all the diamonds. But he quit, he's depressed, he's sad, and then he's walking away with his head down. And then right underneath him, there's another miner that's almost there as well, and he's still going. He's still picking away. You can see him, like, working for it. It's, he's sweating, he's tired, but he's still going. And he doesn't have any guarantee that he's going to hit it, but he's still plugging away every single time. And, you know, every time I see this, it's like I think of every person out there first about this whole weight loss and fitness thing, but also in life. Like, you're almost everything that you're trying to accomplish is so freaking close. Most people quit way too early and they never see that side of success. You know, they get to a point where, like, oh, it's not working, oh, it's too hard. They stop and nothing happens. And then they repeat that vicious cycle. And, you know, a good example is my book, which you ha- if you haven't purchased already, selfish plug, hit the show notes and go get it. Um, originally, it was supposed to come out in May, like May 4th. And it literally took me over a month of painstaking back and forth, trying to figure that shit out to get it out there, get it released so people can purchase it. There was so many times where I was just like, fuck it. It's not supposed to happen. It wasn't meant to be. I'm just going to leave it. I'll just like email it to people. But there was something in my head where I kept thinking back. I'm like, no, I just have to, like, push my head down into the dirt and just keep fucking going through it. You know, a lot of times when we're trying to succeed at something and it's important to us, it's never going to be easy. Like, it's never going to be like, oh, I want to lose 60 pounds. In the next two weeks, it's going to happen without any change or any kind of adversity or anything like that and I think at least in my personal experience when you go through that adversity where you're just like there's times where you're like I can't believe I'm going through this I can't believe this is happening to me and you still have this small little like motivation inside you to kind of keep pedaling forward and then you finally get to your desired outcome and you're like holy fuck it was so worth it you know um, I used to hike quite a bit and any hikers out there know that you know the actual like grind of the climb fucking terrible especially if you're going at it for like eight hours but then when you get to the top and you can finally see the view you're like all that effort and pain was worth it if the hike was easy and enjoyable and you get to the top, it wouldn't be that satisfying, you know? It's kind of like when people hand you something, where for most people it's really difficult to get, you don't really understand the value to it. You know, with my story of my 60-pound weight loss, where I changed in two months, essentially, I knew how hard it took to get there. So to this day, I am so fortunate and thankful 
for the weight I lost and kept off. You know, I understand the value to it. But when people go into crash diets, cleanses, detoxes, whatever, and they drop 20 pounds out of nowhere, they don't understand the value to that. And that's why most people, you know, gain their weight back, gain their old habits back. Like, to have a true change, you just got to keep working at it. You got to keep plugging away. You know, that little miner that kept going, the moment he hits, like, strikes the diamonds, he's going to understand the value of those, truly, compared to someone just getting them handed to them. Everything in this life that is important to you is always going to present challenges to you. You're always going to face adversity, but it's on purpose. It's because then you can value what you achieved. And when you value what you achieve, that shit is going to stick with you forever, forever. That's why it's so important. That's the difference between someone losing weight permanently and people losing weight rapidly and then gaining it back over and over and over and over and over again. It's just hard fucking work, but it's so worth it when you get to the end. I'm going to leave it at that. I love you guys. Um, It's been a ride for my book to get to this point. And I just posted this morning that the countries that have been buying my book, like I had no idea that this was going to happen. Like I literally have people from England, from Germany, Ireland, Singapore, Bulgaria, and Indonesia buying my book. Like, that's that blows my mind. And, you know, a month ago, when I was going through all that shit trying to get it on, uh, get my book onto the internet, and it wasn't working, and I had so many of those dark thoughts where I'm like, it's not meant to be successful, it's not meant to be in the hands of anybody else in this world other than mine. Like, I had a lot of dark thoughts, but... I persevered, I kept pushing through, and now my book is being sold internationally. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's amazing. And the people reaching out to me saying how awesome it is, like, fuck, that's amazing. You can do the same thing with anything in your life if you, like, really can grind it out. It might take you really, really long compared to someone who has some advantages, but you're still going to get there and, you know, value it a lot more than a person who just gets it easily. (sighs)
What's up, podcast listeners? This is episode 253 with yours truly, Rafael Pachewski. I'm going solo on this episode, and I'm super psyched to chat with all of you today about failure. Before we begin, we got to do shout outs because that's like my go to in this podcast. So, number one, all the way New Zealand. Shout out to the city of Auckland. Super, super awesome that everyone in New Zealand is listening to my show. You guys are the best. Number two, I am definitely going to butcher this. The city is called Washope, 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 Washope. Hopefully I said that correctly. Any from un- anyone from Australia listening right now that knows of the city I butchered terribly, please let me know how to pronounce it properly. Number three, this is super cool. First time ever in my top three. Shout out to everyone in Athens, Greece listening to my show super humbled, super honored to have people in Greece listening to my show. And an honorable mention at number six, we have a city called New Milton out in the UK. Shout out to everyone in the UK listening to my show and just all over the world. Just amazing. It literally takes me back that I have people listening outside of, you know, my few friends and my family. So Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so let's get to the topic of the show that I'm going to try to keep under 10 minutes. Failure. So if you have been following me on social media, you probably have seen my video I posted, I think it was on Friday night, uh, of me deadlifting 300 pounds for the very first time. I was super, super excited to finally hit that you know, part of my lifting career because that was on my horizon for a long time and I failed miserably, miserably at it so many times. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about the process because it's such a integral part of our lives. And to kind of throw some context at you, I dealt with low back pain for a long time and I remember being really frustrated with um, how my low back felt every time I deadlifted and I remember early on in my lifting career like deadlifting 95 pounds I was sore in my low back in the wrong spot like it was so frustrating I felt like I was smoking my head against a brick wall over and over and over again. It's not until I started figuring out, you know, things about the functional movement screen, anatomy, things like what the sequence was of proper hip extension and all that scientific crap when it comes to deadlifting form. And then I started on a good streak. You know, I deadlifted 95 without any pain. I deadlifted 135 without any pain. I went to 165, 185, 200. Like, it was a slow grind, but I started getting there. And it wasn't until, you know, I PR'd 
um, maybe two years, a year and a half ago at 245. And I was like, fuck, like, this is the time I can set a goal of 300 and freaking hammer it. Like, because I hadn't had any flare ups in my back or anything like that, I was able to set a goal of 300. And I followed a very specific plan. And when I got to a certain point in my program, I PR'd at 275. I was like, holy shit, like, this is happening. Like, it's going to happen. I'm going to hit my 300. And then after that point on, I think five months after I hit 275, I'm like, I got to try it. I got to get to 300. So, you know, I go through my warm-up sets. I'm adding weight and you know I hit 275 again I'm like man this feels really good I'm like I need to try 300 right after after multiple attempts I failed so hard it was so defeating because I even had people come watch me and I wasn't able to perform for them I felt terrible and then the next day my back was so fucking sore because even in the video that I was filming like I went up two inches off the floor and my form just collapsed on me. It was literally the worst feeling ever. You know, a couple months go by, I'm on a good streak, feeling good, and I'm like, you know what, this is gonna be it, I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm gonna hit my 300. And I go and set up and I'm doing one set at 255 I couldn't even lift it you know coming from hitting 275 twice no problem to warming myself up and trying to get to my 300 mark and not being able to lift 255 was a terrible feeling and then on top of that the next day yeah my low back was fucking killing me so why am I talking about this in life failure is essential to success we are so consumed about the stuff that we fail at and don't look at the things that you know the little small little baby things that we accomplish to get to our goal at all we always focus on the negative constantly people struggling with weight loss they step on that scale they do their measurements it's not changing and all they can think about is like whatever they're doing it's not working it's terrible they're never going to lose weight it's never going to happen they never focus on hey i've been going to the gym three four five days a week consistently for the last couple months they don't ever focus on hey i actually increased my protein intake for the last month they never focus on, hey, I've been eating vegetables for the first time in my life. They never focus on, hey, I've been drinking two to three liters of water every single day. They never focus on, hey, I'm getting an extra 30 minutes of sleep every single night. Never. They focus on one little moment when they step on the scale, look at themselves in the mirror, or do their measurements and it didn't change. They only focus on that and never focus on all the other stuff they're doing that's correct. And then they crumble and fall. 
you can put this analogy into anything you do in life. We always focus on the failure. We need to reset our mindset, change it. Anytime you fail at something that you're trying to achieve, look at it as, I went down that route, I tried that thing, that type of way, and it didn't work, cross that off my list, I'm one step closer to getting to where I want to be. All those failed attempts is you getting one step closer to where you need to be. You just haven't got to the right solution yet. Think about anyone in the entire history of humanity. They never got whatever, you know, their career, their life took them by doing one thing and getting it right, right off the bat. Think of any successful person. Do you really think they're at the point where they're at in their lives right now at this moment because they tried one thing and automatically got to where they wanted to be? Do you really think someone like Steve Jobs who picked up computer parts, computer parts and put them together and realized, hey, this is going to be the new MacBook or Apple computer or whatever and it's going to change the world right off the bat? No, he went through a shit ton of adversity. So going back to you know, my deadlift, when I look back at those two times I tried and did not come up on top, I started auditing everything that was going on in my life during that time. I went through a terrible cold. I had a shit ton of stress because of work. I was going through a lot of depression during that time. And on top of that, my sleep was shit. And I was just not there. My mind wasn't right. And now you're asking my body with all that stuff going on to perform at the highest level. Fuck, there is no way that was going to happen. And when I look back at it now, I'm like, well, fuck, why was I feeling that way? There's no, there's no reason why I should have, should have, you know, felt that way because I've had so many different environmental and mental, you know, factors happening at the same time that for me to perform physically, that was not going to happen. So to kind of end this and leave you with a little golden nugget of information, don't fear failure, embrace it. If you're going to try something new, if you're going to, you know, write down a new goal that you want to achieve by the end of this year or next year, know that failing at it a couple times is the way to go. When you start, don't, you know, expect that it's going to be perfect. If I told you to start playing piano today and practice every single day for the next three months... In the three months, you'd get better, obviously. But would you really expect yourself to play every note perfectly from the moment you start? No. It's going to happen. Your finger is going to slip off. You're not going to hold it right. You're going to move your hand in the wrong direction. And you're not going to play the right note. Because you know that's what's expected. 
But for some reason, when it comes to fitness and health or some other bigger picture stuff in life, you fail at it. You feel defeated completely like you can't move on with your life. I'm telling you that failure is essential. It's part of how we grow as human beings. Embrace it. Wait for it. And when it comes, you take it. That one second where you realize that it didn't go your way, embrace it and just fucking let it go and then reevaluate what went wrong, create your next action plan and attack it. And I guarantee you're going to be successful at whatever you're trying to accomplish at this point in time in your life. That's it, you guys. That's a good note to end it on. So thank you for listening. Hit the show notes. There's a link in there to buy your official Cut the Shit Get Fit t-shirt. Support the show, you guys. And I would be forever grateful for you guys to, you know, be part of this journey. There's a shit ton of different colors. There's a women's short sleeve that looks pretty badass to the point where I want to wear it, but it just wouldn't look good on me. So if you've been a listener to the show for a while, I challenge you to hit the show notes, click the link to purchase, or just even look at the shirts. But guys, come on. Having Cut the Shit Get Fit on your shirt is pretty badass in general. Show off your Cut the Shit Get Fit pride at the next time you go to the gym or out or whatever you're going to do with it. Support the show and I will be forever thankful to you. Add me on Facebook. Hit the show notes again because the link is there and I'm going to message you. I'm going to say what's up the moment you add me. So I want you to experience everything I have to give in this industry when it comes to video and written content. So add me on Facebook and again, share this podcast with your friends and family on every single social platform so we can grow this thing together. That's it for me. Have an awesome Sunday night. You guys are amazing. Let's fucking crush this week that's coming up. You are going to achieve the goal right now that's in your head or the thing that you're trying to achieve right this second. Let's do it. I love you guys. All right, shit fits. I'm back to another episode of Cut Shit Get Fit. I am your lovely host, Rafael Matuszewski, and this is episode 246. And I'm feeling good today because the last four days, I literally disconnected myself from social media, my laptop, my phone, and even like having service to even call somebody because I went camping with my wife and dog and it was kind of like an unsuspected surprise that we wouldn't have service and it was one of those weird times where I just didn't really care where my phone was and it worked out really really well and you know the little things like sitting down and having a meal with your wife or friends or whatever without being interrupted with that blue little screen so 
I had a lot of time to reflect, think, and kind of feed my soul. If you saw my post earlier today when I came home, um, yeah, it was just really a really rewarding trip, and I highly recommend anyone listening that you do this at least once a year where you go away, no phone, like just nothing. And the funny thing is that I was talking to my wife about it where, yeah, sure, if we went somewhere else for a trip for four days or we were at an Airbnb in lake country or wine country, whatever you want to, you know, come up with your head, you know, you do your thing, but by the time you get back to your place, you're back on the phone, like not actually being present. So it was a well deserved and rewarding trip for both of us and now I'm super excited to kind of get back into the grind because I have another project coming out that I'm not just ready yet to announce but I also want to reflect back to my book being launched like fuck (laughs) that was last week it was crazy um thank you like we I've had people from Canada United States Germany London um, Singapore Australia who else who else Uh, Bulgaria Singapore like internationally known now apparently with my book which is super super cool and I'm so fortunate and thank you thank you thank you for all my listeners who purchased my book like my heart goes out to you thank you thank you so much and uh yeah the sale's over it's back to its regular price of 57 bucks if you missed out i told you so come on you know better you gotta listen to me i wasn't playing around so i'm gonna get started because i can just ramble on because i'm in this amazing headspace where i just can just chat and just ramble all my online clients know that even my emails and videos that I send to them I just ramble and somehow it becomes good advice but I gotta stay on topic for today and I gotta keep it short but before I do that I gotta do some shout outs to my top three um, cities listening to me number one all the way in the UK again international this is so cool a city called Whitchurch shout out to Whitchurch in the UK listening to my show number two all the way in Australia shout out to everyone in Australia listening to my show we got Sydney shout out to Sydney Australia that's another country I need to go to is Australia it's on my list one of these days I'm gonna head out there and number three we got Ashburn, Virginia. That city's popped up a bunch of times, so shout out to everyone in Virginia supporting my show. You guys are super cool. Alright, the topic of today is filtering out the shit. So, I'm at a point in my career where when it comes to continuing education, I have to really pay attention to who I pay attention to. You know, a lot of people make the mistake in my industry where they start following people that agree with their own, you know, personal views. You know, I tend to think that I challenge myself where if I see someone 
spewing out shit that I disagree with, I will look into it, research it, see what they're saying, and actually, like, take a second and think back, like, hmm, am I wrong about things? And, you know, most of the time, something I'll change my view on if they are pressing their knowledge to a point and especially in a professional way that can change my mind where I can do something different that betters the service I give to my clients if that doesn't happen then I need to block that crap out because if you go on Facebook or Instagram the amount of healthcare professionals fitness professionals on there that are spewing advice over and over and over and over and over again hitting you like waves in an ocean constantly you don't know which ones to filter out because it's like how many fitness professionals do you need to see in your Instagram daily to tell you that eating vegetables and lean protein is good for you like do you need 50 of them doing that constantly probably not this is why I'm at a point in my career where when it comes to education, I follow maybe two or three people because they're, one, at a point of their career where they're not biased and do the same thing that I just mentioned where they'll look into other people's research, they'll look into other methods and principles and challenge them, and if it works better than what they're doing, they change everything. So I, one, don't feel overly, like, I don't even find, I can find the word to this, but I don't find myself drowning in information constantly. I pick my two to three people, I get the best information from them, and if I see something pop up that completely is the opposite of what I preach, I'll look into it. I will take the time to audit every single little thing about it to figure out if it's worthwhile. So for you who's listening that is a fitness enthusiast or even a coach, narrow down who you're following because then you fall into a trap of constantly scrolling through your Facebook or uh, Instagram and then going into the person's thing and constantly looking through like there's a lot of information out there. Filter out the shit because, you know, someone puts an infographic on Instagram about how, like, I don't know, this protein source is better than the other. How do you know if that's actually legit? Like, how do you, how do you know? You look at that fancy graph that they created or they just got a designer from Fiverr to do it to make it look appealing on social media so that it'll get more traction. Like, challenge it, you know? Just because you saw the picture and you're like, oh, I like that. Now I'm going to follow that blindly. Like, come on. That's just like the people who scroll through Facebook and see headlines like, I don't know, Trump did this. You don't even click the article, but you know the title. And then you go spewing to your friends like, oh, can you believe that this happened? And then the person that most likely didn't read the article too sees it. And then they, you guys form your own opinion. It's stupid. But then when 
you talk to somebody who actually read the article and then took the time to look up the references to it and then actually see that the references don't match up and it was wrong or someone it was just said a comment in another interview and it was complete bullshit and they bring that up to you because you think you know things you look like an idiot right you can only form your own opinion when you've actually researched through it that's why you need to create you know a tunnel vision on what your goal is because going back to the roots of this podcast is always finding a way to success for your fitness goal and if you're constantly just feeding yourself with information that's just tweaked a little bit that's said differently but will always lead you to the same outcome you need to like stop consuming and start doing you know one of the best pieces of advice i ever gotten from the online world is from gary vaynerchuk if you don't know who he is he's like a social media mogul and literally the time that i heard him say my ultimate goal is for you to stop consuming me and do the work and then like a light bulb just turned on i was like holy fuck this is it spending hours every day learning about like marketing or in this case weight loss like there there's only so much you can consume but in our world today of social media like it's so easy to consume it over and over and over and over again and you feel like you're going somewhere but you're not putting in the work like I can read about doing push-ups and the form over and over and over again. That doesn't change the fact that I'm not doing them, you know? Like, at, at a point, you need to start doing them. Like, at a point, you need to do the things that make you uncomfortable because that's where the money is. That's where true growth happens, is outside of that comfort zone that people say all the time. So my challenge to you is to go through your social media and like literally audit every person that you follow for fitness and health advice see where they're getting their information from when people see my shit and they start asking questions i reply right away and then when they ask me where did you learn this i give them the resource every bit of information i give a video i post things that i'm saying right now all are linked back to a reference if you look back at all my previous posts if i say something about shoulder health and people go where did you find that dr andrew spino lecture this and this is the link go watch it like i can backdate and backtrack all my stuff that i got and it's just the way i interpreted it and the way that i you know provided the information to my clients and patients they got better it works i stick with it filter out the shit that you're consuming on social about fitness and health and your life will change there's nothing beats hard work nothing there's no shortcut it's just hard fucking work but we can make the environment that you live in to get to that success you want a little bit easier and you know step number one is filtering out the shit that you consume every single day that's not getting you there because you're wasting time on other stupid shit so I'm going to leave it at that because I feel like I'm going to ramble, you know, I'm going to ramble, ramble, ramble over and over again until this podcast episode becomes two hours. So I'm going to leave it at that. Share this podcast with your friends and family. 
go on iTunes if you're listening on iTunes and give me a five-star rating. If you're on Google Play, do the same shit. I think it's a five-star rating scale. If you're on SoundCloud, because that's where I host it, you know, like it, share it, do your thing. I want to grow this podcast like 2020. I want this thing to be big. I want everyone glued to their earbuds listening to me ramble about random shit and interview with some awesome people in the industry so thank you so much you guys are amazing i love you all have a wonderful day boys and girls welcome back to another episode of cut the shit get fit i am your host rafael matuszewski and i know it's been a while and i apologize but I've been trying to get a guest on for the last couple weeks, and they've been kind of ghosting me, and it gets annoying, so it is what it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize, because I feel like I have this thing where I always need to just give more on a consistent basis, and when that doesn't happen, it bugs me. It bugs me a lot, but... Here we are, Sunday night. I'm drinking a beer. I'm enjoying my summer. You should be too. And you know what? For the sake of this episode, if you don't have an alcoholic beverage or some sort of beverage, have one to enjoy me ramble on about an important topic close to my heart. But before we get into it, we got to do some shoutouts because I got some cool cities listening to my show. My new number one that has been listening to my show is all the way out in New Jersey in the city of Princeton. Shout out to everyone in New Jersey listening to my show. That is super cool. Thank you so much for listening. Number two, out in my hood, Vancouver, Canada. Shout out to everyone in Vancouver listening to my show. Guys, this is huge. I think this is the first time you've been in my top three, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Continue listening to the show. Rep this podcast. And maybe, who knows, someone in Vancouver in the fitness industry that holds the CanFit Pro Conference every year in November in Vancouver will get me to speak at it because I would love to speak to other fitness professionals. All right, number three. And I'm definitely going to butcher this. So, all the way out in Spain. God, I hate myself. Um, a city called Guerrero. Guiadro. Damn, I am so white saying this. I am so sorry. But people from Spain, thank you for listening. And I got to do some honorable mentions. Because number four, all the way in Italy... Uh, we have a city named Chieti, Chieti, Chieti. Someone from Italy, please reach out and tell me how I pronounce that properly. And also, I gotta go shout out number five, all the way in South Africa in Johannesburg. Shout out to everyone in South Africa listening to my show. That is so cool. I think it is the first time you've ever been on my top ten. Like, freaking freaking amazing guys this is so cool that i have people all over the world listening to my show super super cool okay so the topic i want to speak about is 
body image for women because when I went to the Perform Better Summit in Long Beach, California, shout out to everyone in Long Beach, you guys have popped up on my show before for listening, so got to reach out and give some love to that city. Um, one of my idols, mentors, Molly Galbraith from Girls Gone Strong, finally got to meet her and chat with her, and honestly, she's more amazing in person than what I've experienced over, you know, the internet, Facebook, and also on my podcast. So if you're listening, check out Molly's, um, you know, episode with me. And actually, I'm going to get her on my show in October. So keep that on the docket. So she had a very powerful presentation on the topic of how to help your clients improve their body image. Because as coaches... We deal with women, honestly, all coaches, male and female, deal with females the most. And the sad thing was when I went into her presentation, you know, I would say 95% of the audience were females and the last 5% were males. And really all the male coaches at this conference should have seen what she presented on and you know the whole topic of women's bodies positivity rights movement everything has a really really close spot in my heart and I think it just comes down to like just being a good human being you know like it's so weird I've been tagged on Facebook by other coaches to chime in on conversations about how to speak to female clients because the male coach didn't know how to how to approach them in certain situations and I'm like this should be like common sense but for some reason it's not and we need to change that and there is also this kind of dark um Thing in the fitness industry, if you look at majority of, you know, conferences and seminars, and you look at the list lineup of speakers, majority of them are also all male. Not you don't get a lot of females. You get one or two, you know. And there's so many, so many, so many great female coaches out there that I look up to that should be speaking internationally you know and we need to shed some light on them so number one Molly Galbraith if you don't know who that is search her up search Girls Gone Strong that is my go-to for any female fitness and health advice on the web 100% go check it out so the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I just did a staff meeting at my gym or a fitness and yoga to all the coaches to kind of do a recap on, you know, what I learned from the presentation. And originally it was supposed to be a presentation on all my key takeaways from every single speaker. And literally I probably seen 16 speakers or something stupid like that. And I was like, there's no way I can do this in the hour. So I picked my top three and one of them was Molly. So I kind of wanted to go over her presentation and give some takeaways from it. So I'm going to 
go through my notes and my PowerPoint I created and um, kind of give you guys a little inside look to it. So to kind of paint a picture, um, if you go right now on your phone or laptop and Google Google uh, Fit Woman, and the first thing that you see is kind of this same person where a person, a female that is lean, white, brunette slash blonde, they all kind of look the same. And that's the definition of Google's, you know, search engine when you look up fit woman. And when you start looking at the um, algorithm online of what a fit woman is, or if you look at magazine covers, they're all one type of certain woman's body type, you know, and when you start seeing this daily, women are conditioned to believe that they need to be, you know, things like small, lean, curvy, toned, white, brunette, blonde, to, you know, have value in their life. And then when you start seeing these things over and over and over and over again as a young girl, young woman, you start to realize that the only thing that matters in your life is how your body looks like and your appearance. And everything else doesn't really matter. And that doesn't make sense because if you look on the male side, it's nothing like that. You know, the advertising in our world today, it makes it out to be that women's bodies are for pleasure and the service for others. And if you look at any kind of magazine out there, and I put these slides up on my presentation of, you know, Rolling Stone, um, a freaking um, chip company called Pop Chips, um, freaking Burger King and, you know, Dolce & Gabbana, like big na name brands out there, how they objectify women's bodies that they are for the service and pleasure for others. And this is what our normal is. Like, it's fucked up. It's literally fucked up that that's what we see. And then when you flip the coin and look at magazines like GQ, Men's Health, you know, Men's Fitness, People, all the dudes are fully clothed, they look great, they're just smiling on the camera, but for women, they need to expose things, they need to, um, you know, move their body in a certain way that's more pleasurable for a male looking at it. Again, really, really fucked up, you know, our advertising are making women's body, you know, up for debate, scrutiny, and commentary, you know, if you think of, say, the Super Bowl halftime show, and if it's a female um, performing, what are people saying about it, they're not saying about, you know, how this person's voice did so well, or it didn't sound that great, it's what was she wearing? How did her body look? Oh, she looks like she gained some weight because she had a baby. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. And then when people 
try to, like women try to break out of the norm of what society thinks is how a woman should be, people start hating on them. People will say shit about them. Like it almost seems there's no winning. You know, and there was like, remember a couple, maybe this was last year, when Serena Williams um, had that fit about like losing a tennis match and everyone was like saying things like she's hysterical, irrational, crazy, too emotional, like that shouldn't be how sports are. And then you look on the flip side, when dudes play any sport and they have a freak out, they're just like, oh yeah, like he must be mad and that's it. Like it's such a double standard. And this shit pisses me off because this shit starts so early. You know, and Molly Galbraith actually brought up a magazine called GL, which is um, a magazine for girls who are kind of in the age bracket of like 9 to 12. And already from that early of an age, they're talking about like how, you know, certain bikinis are going to look good on you or how to, you know, get a boyfriend. And really all this is saying is how to take yourself to look better for another man to, you know, put yourself before anything else and give the pleasure to a man, boy, whatever. Like, they condition girls from such a young age. And this shit is real. Like, no wonder women have so many body image issues, you know? Like... No wonder there's so much shit out there. And no wonder when I train a client or any coaches listening train a client, women will say things like, oh, I'm so fat, or this part is fat, or I wish I could get, lose the fat off this part of my body. So all of this stuff, you know, what does it mean for coaches? I kind of look at it as we are on the front lines of these topics and conversations. If you think about it, we have such a huge influence if we say the right things. You know, if you look at the majority of people who sign up at the gym, primarily all women, and if you already know that society has this, you know, um, Standard that women need to uphold, you're going to have these conversations of, you know, um, women feeling like they're not enough. So how do you switch the conversation? And I've had this topic on my show so many times of body image. And all it really takes is switching the mindset of the person to focus on something else. And my biggest example I give is, you know, when women train with me, they all start off with, oh, I want to lose this many pounds, this many inches, whatever. And, which is great, but they become obsessed with just the number. They get obsessed with how they look, how they you know, want to fit in a certain size or whatever it is. But personally, I don't weigh any 
of my female clients in. I barely do any measurements with them. If they want something attainable, I tell them to find a pair of jeans that they can't fit into, like maybe two sizes too um, small, and try it on every single month to see if it slowly comes up and hits the waist finally. I always focus my female clients on performance goals. You know, I always tell my female clients, you know what, my goal for you would be being able to deadlift your body weight and do a body weight chin-up. How does that sound? They're like, oh, well, you know, I've never been able to do like a chin-up or I've never like even thought of deadlifting something that heavy. And I start educating them on how strength is so important, how it's going to change your body, how you're going to look leaner, and all those things they want. And now I give them performance goals. And now they're just thinking like, okay, every time I go to the gym, I'm going to be deadlifting, I'm going to be doing this. This thing was going to help me get to the next exercise. Like, It all kind of comes together. And the moment they do hit their body weight on their deadlift and their first chin-up, they get so empowered that they get addicted to strength. And if you really think about it, to, for a woman to deadlift their own body weight and do a body weight chin-up, they have to look a certain way already. You know? It's kind of a small little, like, psychological trick for them to stop worrying about weighing themselves multiple times on the scale. And, you know, sometimes I, I personally think it's going to be really, really hard to get rid of body image issues completely from a woman's life. But it, as male coaches or any male listening dealing with women, you can at least help women quiet it down and have a better outlook on how their body is and really hone in and focus on how well they can perform with it. Because I look at everyone's body as an, you know, top-of-the-end athlete. And there's so many great things that you could do with your body performance-wise. And it all starts in the gym. So let's go lift some heavy shit and just empower ourselves and the world. I'm going to leave it at that because I've been rambling. It's almost been 20 minutes. (sighs) If you guys want more context on this, feel free to reach out. I barely scratched the surface on this one, so if you want any kind of clarification or how I train women, how I have conversations with them or anything like that, feel free to reach out because this topic is so close and dear to my heart. I freaking love all you guys. Thank you for the support. That's it for me. Hit the show notes. Add me on Facebook. If you were one of the lucky ones to purchase my shirt, awesome doors are closed until next year you guys you missed out thank you thank you thank you for the support share 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 this podcast with your friends and family and i will be forever in your debt thank you that's it for me let's crush this fucking week that's coming up here we go